I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Kev, look, I've found a tape recorder. I know, you've been waving it around for the past half an hour. In fact, I'm the one that showed you how to use it. Oh, yeah. Why are you still talking about it? Well, since we're still stuck out here at Branston Pickle... Bumpkin Manor. Bumpkin Manor. I thought we could record the final part of the story live as it happens, directly into this old tape recorder. Mm, I like the idea, only I don't have my computer with me, or any sound effects, so we're not going to be able to do the intro properly. Don't you worry about that, Kev. You do the title read, I'll sort the music. How? Like this. Bum, da-dum, 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 da-dum. Sorry, Matt, just need to stop you there. Have you ever heard the theme before? Um, well, I saw you write it down once in all those fancy letters. You mean notation? Yeah, on a post-it. Oh, fair enough. Go ahead. Bum, da-dum, 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 Matt Noir presents da-dum, The Beast of Bumpkin Manor, episode 4, night 3, by Matt Sanders and Kevin Chilvers. Have you finished? Oh, come on, Kev. Join me for the middle eight. Oh, go on, then. Since it is the concluding episode of Bumpkin Manor Saga, just this once, we'll do the middle eight together. Yes! Bum, 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 Right, that's enough of that. Bring us up to speed, Matt. What happened at the end of last night? As expected, the beast struck again, and lead lead detective Michaels said he thinks he knows who it is. So, he wanted me to gather up you and Falcon Bumpkin and meet him in the reception room. And what happened next? Well, I went to find Falcon Bumpkin, but he'd fallen asleep. So, I came to find you, but you'd fallen asleep. And by the time I got back to lead lead detective Michaels to tell him everyone had fallen asleep, he'd fallen asleep. So, I just got back into your bed and fell asleep. Wait, what do you mean my bed? It's been a scary adventure, Kev. You're not wrong. Still, we made it through the first and the second night. Only one more to go, and the curse should be lifted till the next full moon. I am not staying here another month. We shouldn't have to, Matt. When lead lead detective Michaels went out earlier this morning, he said he'd ask around for a mechanic for us. Where's he gone, then? To get Phoebe. Phoebe? Yeah. For the last time, Matt, it's pronounced FBI. Oh. And no. I don't think their jurisdiction quite covers as far as North Remote here. That's a shame. Lead lead detective Michael says he's got to collect something from some priest friends of his a few towns away. Whatever this thing is, apparently it's of the utmost importance and it's vital to us surviving tonight. Oh yeah? He said not to worry though. Whether he gets it or not, he's returning for us and will definitely be back here by three o'clock this afternoon. Hmm. What time's it now? Half seven. Ah. It's already dark out and the moon's full. We could be in trouble, Kev. Exactly. That's why we've spent today searching Bumpkin Manor for any clues that might help us understand A, who the beast is, and B, how to stay alive throughout the night. Especially if lead lead detective Michaels doesn't come back. Makes perfect sense to me. Good. Now, have we found anything useful? Actually, I have. What I found is directly relevant to this plot. Great. What did you find? 
Well, this old tape recorder, remember? It's how we're doing the episode. So you haven't discovered anything regarding the beast's identity or how to safeguard ourselves, then? Not a sausage, Kev. Hang on, that's not strictly true. I did find some sausages. Then Gormless cooked them for me. Then I ate them. Right. What about you? Any luck? I waited till Bodkin Bumpkin the butler went into the village again on business. Then I searched his room. Brilliant idea, Kev. Thank you. What did you find? To be honest, it was nothing but butler stuff. Although I did read an interesting note on his desk. Another one? There's been an awful lot of notes and letters throughout this whole Bumpkin tale. I know. I think it's because it's one of your stories. They do tend to involve characters handing each other notes at some point in the script. Helps facilitate the delicate dance of exposition, Kev. Whatever you say. What's written on this one, then? Here. See for yourself. Oh, look! It's stamped. From the pen of Bodkin of Bumpkin the Butler. How lovely. Now read what it says. Uh, oh, what wretched life is this? To be called beast when I am too but a victim. Victim of a life cursed to become a bit hairy and murderous in an endless cycle of the full moon. And yet, my curse is not to feed my stomach, but in an attempt to keep this gene alive. Oh, why can no one take it? Why am I so alone? That's one tough read, Kev. But that's not the only thing. Take a look at the handwriting style. Uh, hey! That's the same handwriting as the first letter we got. The one that supposedly came from Lady Pelican Bumpkin. Exactly. Only she's been dead all along. Hmm... Do you think Bodkin of Bumpkin the Butler really is the beast then? And he lured us here by pretending to be Lady Pelican Bumpkin? I do. Only after reading this note, I'm not so sure it's been about the Bumpkin fortune anymore. And that puts you and me back in serious danger. Uh-oh. Only if it is Bobkin of Bumpkin the Butler, then I still don't know how he answered the door back in episode one when the beast was chasing us across the grounds. Oh, yeah. And this is like you said. And there's two of them. In which case... I really hope lead lead detective Michaels gets back here soon. Hmm. Where's Bodkin of Bumpkin the butler right now? I think he's still in the village on business. I haven't seen his car come back yet. And what about the Bumpkin family? I'm struggling to keep up with who's alive and who's dead. Well, we know Lady Pelican Bumpkin was dead right from the start. Uh Uh-huh. Robin and Booby Faux Bumpkin got eaten on the first night. Yep. Emu got eaten last night. Yeah. And in a surprise move, because there was a little part of me that thought he might actually be the beast all along, Lord Kingfisher Bumpkin got bumped off. He thought the beast was someone else, though. One of the Bumpkin family, maybe. He did. Only now, there's just the one Bumpkin left alive. Falcon. The absolute cad. Precisely. You're learning. Ah, thanks, Kev. I bet he's smiling too, because he's about to solely inherit the entire Bumpkin family fortune. Yeah, but if Falcon was the beast, then it wouldn't explain this handwritten blog on Bodkin of Bumpkin the butler's notepaper. I agree. And we still don't know who left those other notes. Remember? Still let's hope to our heads yesterday morning. Warning of our deaths. Oh, yeah. Where's Falcon at the moment? In his room. I went past earlier. He was interviewing himself in the mirror about how it feels to be incredibly wealthy. So, Falcon's in his room, Michael's isn't back yet, and Bodkin is still in the village. Yep. And I'm Gormless. Ah! Gormless, where did you suddenly appear from? I'm the maid, sirs. I'm always nearby. Can I get either of you anything? Perhaps like a sandwich or a nice cup of tea? Ah, yes, please. Any chance of a fry-up? Of course there is. I'll fix that for you right away. Ah, can't I have a fry-up too? Would that be instead of the sandwich, sir, or as well? Um, I think both. Gormless, look, it might be our last night left alive on this earth, so I'd be grateful if you could feed me a mat with everything you have. Of course, sir. I might even fetch you both up a bit of cake and all. I don't like cake. 
I'll have Kevs. Right you are. Gormless, do you think Bodkin of Bumpkin the Butler is actually the beast who's been eating everyone? That's a good question, Matt. Ah, thanks, Kev. Well, I'd be quite annoyed if he was, sir. Why is that? Because he's the one who's always gone about vegan blooming this and vegan that. If he's the one who's actually been turning all these bumpkins into floor meat, then I shall be right furious and no mistake. What with all the blood I have to sponge out of the carpet Yuck. and bits of brain I have to polish off the chandeliers. How are we doing with the fry-up? Of course, sir. We can't have your bellies going empty now, can we? Thanks, Gormless. It's no problem. I'm the maid. That's what I do. I do all the cooking and all the scrubbing. I really like Gormless, and all the scrubbing and yeah, all the washing and the wiping use her in more and the cleaning. And the oh, I'd like that. She reminds me of Nanny from Count Duckula. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. I'm too old. Hang on, there's no time for nostalgic children's TV. Something's happening outside. Yeah, there's a car pulling up. Please tell me it's lead lead detective Michaels. Uh, oh crap, no. It's not lead lead detective Michaels. It's Bodkin the Bumpkin the Butler. Damn it, Kev. We really need a dramatic sting here. Well, we can't do it, can we? Like I said, my computer and all the Cat Noir sound files are still at home. Then, can I do it? Really? Oh, go on. There definitely needs to be a dramatic sting right here, right at this exact point in the script. Fair enough, if you must. And only because Bodkin the Bumpkin the Butler's back and you and I are both likely to die horribly in the next few minutes. You can do the dramatic sting. Yes! Thanks, Kev. Will you give me the feed line again? Certainly. Oh, crap. It's not Lead Lead Detective Michaels. It's Bodkin of Bumpkin the Butler. Bum, bum, bum. Not bad. Just saved me an hour's work. There's a lot of hours out tonight, Kev. Don't worry about that, Matt. Any second now, Bodkin of Bumpkin's going to walk through that door and eat us both to death. Any regrets? Well, only that I wish I'd done a lot more with my life, Kev. I wish you had too, Matt. Also, I wish Gormless had made us that fry-up earlier. I expect there'll be no time now. That's a shame. I was looking forward to... Wait a minute. We're in the reception room. Lord Kingfisher Bumpkin's rifle is still on his desk. We could use it to protect ourselves. Hmm, I don't know. Have you ever fired a rifle? No. Have you? No, but I have seen a lot of movies. Perfect. You take the rifle and I'll stand right behind you. Okay. How do I hold it? Like this? Um, aren't you supposed to tip it on its side, gangster style? Uh, mm, I think that's just uh, handguns, Matt. I feel silly holding this rifle sideways. Well, you look like a gangland boss, Kev. I'd like to see Bodkin and Bumpkin the butler come through that door and try and scare us now. Ah! Good evening, gentlemen. Keep back, butler. This rifle's pointed right at you. Actually, it's not, sir. It's pointed at yourself. The barrel is at the other end. What? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Hang on. There. I thought something was wrong. Well, why didn't you say? Can I ask why, sir, has a rifle pointed at me? Don't give me that, butler. We know you're secretly the beast, and at some moment tonight, under this full moon, you're going to tear me and Matt apart. I beg your pardon, sir. Look at those massive eyes, Kev. It's Definitely him. Yeah, he kind of looks beast-like already. And that's before he's even turned hairy. As charming as you both are, sirs, I'm afraid you've got it completely wrong. For I am not the beast of Bumpkin Manor. Oh, yeah? What about the note? What note? Show him the note, Matt. This note. Uh, Kev, can you hand in the note? I don't really want to step out from behind you. I'm holding the gun, Matt. Yeah, I know, but... Put it down. Don't try anything, you... This note. 
Uh, what's all this? Oh, uh, what wretched life is this? Beast? Why am I sad? Oh, you poor, sad, ignorant pair of street urchins. Uh, Kev? Watch it, mate. Remember the rifle? That you put down on the desk, sir. We'll have none of that, mate. Well done, Kev. But you both misunderstand. I really am not the threat here. For you see, although this is my notepaper, it is not my handwriting. Likely tale. Yeah. I admit I did write you both messages yesterday, warning you to leave Bumpkin Manor. I'm surprised you didn't get them. I left them sellotapes to your heads. Hang on, Kev. That does sound familiar. I'll say that sellotape left a dry patch on my forehead. Really? Yeah, look. Oh, yeah. As fascinating as all this is, sirs, can I ask why you didn't heed my warning and leave this godforsaken place? Well, we can't, can we? The Katnawarmanbeel's broken down and no one in the village will help us fix it. But I mended your palliative relic yesterday, sir. Didn't you know? What? 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 Why didn't you tell us? Well, firstly, you're both very welcome, sir. It did take me almost all day and it was raining virtually throughout. But your ridiculously named vehicle is now working again. Well, then... Thank you, I suppose. Uh, Maybe I've misjudged you, Bodkin. Then perhaps Sir might be kind enough to lower Sir's rifle away from my face. Yes, of course. I wish we'd known about the Cat Noir Mobile earlier, Kev. I could be at home watching Knight Rider by now. Yeah, you could have told us, Bodkin. But as soon as I was finished, Sir, I had to go back into the village. However, I did ask Gormless to inform you. Gormless? That's right, Sir. When I took your keys back to the kitchen... I asked her to update you that I'd mended your clown-mobile. Cat-noir-mobile? Cat-noir-mobile. She said she'd tell you as soon as she saw you. I've got a bad feeling about this. It's just a dry forehead, Kev. A bit of moisturiser will sort it right out. You're right, but I think I mean we've been wrong about who the beast is. Oh! Who is it then? Really? You can't tell from where this conversation is heading. No. Wait, was it Lady Pelican Bumpkin all along? What? Then who? If it would be of any help, sirs, I do know whose handwriting is scrawled across my personalised notepaper here. Who's Gormless, sir? The maid. I can't believe it, Kev. I know. I'm never going to get that fry up now. But if Gormless is the beast and she's primarily based at Bumpkin Manor, then why did all the villagers warn us to keep off the moors? I haven't the foggiest idea, sir. You see, there are no moors here in North Remotia. Oh. That sounds like it came from Falcon's room. Are you sure, Ken? Why me? I'm far too rich and pretty to die. Fairly sure. God, ow! Oh, you're ripping my limbs off. Oh, this is an absolute poor taste, I assure you. I haven't even been in this episode yet. Well, Falcon's dead. Yep, and I guess no one gets to inherit the bumpkin fortune after all. I don't wish to alarm any of us, sirs, but it does sound like the beast might be coming this way. Uh, Bodkin, do you know how to use a rifle? I've had military training, sir, just as every fictional butler has at some point in their tail. Good. You take this. Matt and I are going to stand right behind you, right at the back, way over here, behind these boxes. Are we, Kev? Yeah, come on. 
I see, sir. So I'll defend the three of us with this one old rifle. If you don't mind. Okay, there it is. Look at the massive red eyes. Bob can shoot it. Oh, please, Gormless. Don't make me do this. I thought we were friends. Ah! Oh, no, damn you! Take that! And take that! Uh oh, now Bodkin and Bumpkin and the butler's dead too, and he's got the rifle. His shots did nothing though, look, you can see where he hit, but there's barely any blood. And now the beast's sinners, there's nowhere left to run, mate. Kev, are we actually going to die? Looks like it. I'm sorry I never cut you in on any of that free twirls or chocolate from season one and two. What free chocolate? Don't worry. Kev, what happened? Looks like I got here in the nick of time. Lead me, Detective Michaels. That was fortunate. Yeah, but how did your gun work when the rifle did nothing? Oh, yeah. Silver bullets, guys. The only way to stop a werewolf. I had them made specifically by two priest friends of mine. Hey, look. The beast is changing back into human form. So the beast really was gormless then? You mean you hadn't figured that out? Nope. We thought it was Bodkin and Bumpkin, the butler. What, the dead guy with the rifle? Yep, he was the most suspicious of the lot. You can't be serious. I mean, he was like literally out all the time. Whereas Gormless here was always the first to arrive after every killing. It had to be her. Uh, fair enough. Hang on, how did she change back into human form so quickly after killing? Oh, I can answer that, sir. With my final dying breaths. You see, unlike other werewolves that transform under a full moon and stay that way till the following morning, I can change back and forth as often as I like, so long as the moon's full. Cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I I think it had to be, sir, at least for the purposes of this script. Otherwise, we would have been buggered as far back as episode one. Good point. But why knock off all the bumpkins, Gormless? Are you secretly written into their will? No, sir. My needs are far more complicated than money. You see, my werewolf gene is a particular type of gene, for I am, in fact, a bit of an idiot. No. Surely not. I wouldn't believe that. Tis true, I'm afraid. And in order for my gene to thrive and continue, (coughs) I needed to find another absolute complete idiot to bite. That way, (coughs) I wouldn't be quite so alone. That's actually really sad. So, my search brought me to Bumpkin Manor to find a bona fide idiot to pair with. (coughs) Only... None of them were quite idiotic enough, and they all kept blooming dying when I chewed on them. You're right, Kev. This is sad. But one night, when I was in the kitchen listening to my podcasts, (coughs) I heard something called Cat Noir, and I thought to myself, I've never heard such a pair of blithering idiots in all my life. Ah, thanks, Gormless. That's not actually the compliment you think it is, Matt. Oh. So... (sighs) I pretended to be Lady Pelican Bumpkin and I wrote you a letter to bring both you up here for backup biting just in case none of the bumpkins were quite idiotic enough for my gene to hold. That's really sweet. It's still not a compliment, Matt. Only now my body is full of silver and holes and I lay here dying on the cold floor. (coughs) I might not make it through the night. It's okay, sweet Gormless. Go into the light. 
Your soul may rest now. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not quite dead. I've perhaps got a few more breaths left yet. Oh, Gaulus, why did you write your confession slash diary on Bodkin and Bumpkin's headed notepaper? Oh, I am dreadfully sorry for the confusion, sir. You see, before I wrote it, I ate a large pot of red herrings and it put me right off my thread. That's weak. Is Gormless going to die? I'm afraid so, gentlemen. No one could survive injuries like this for long. Well, actually, I'm, I'm beginning to feel a little bit brighter again. She's delirious. Hush, gentle Gormless. Your story's reached its end. I, I, hope, I hope it hasn't. <coughs> you see, I did overhear Kevin Matt say earlier they want to use me again for scripts in the future. Oh, for crying out loud. And I was hoping that they might have a little look at this musical I wrote. Cool. cool. Musicals? Musicals? Right, that's it. I'm afraid she's gone, gentlemen. Well, technically, I am still alive, although that's beginning to tickle a little bit. I'm afraid she's gone, gentlemen. That took a while. So, what happens now? It's over. I'll write a report no one will ever believe, whilst you two go on to your next story. Great! Kev, can we go home then? Yeah, let's head home. Then I get to finish this episode off properly with some music. Brilliant. And I can finally watch Knight Rider. You've been listening to The Beast of Bumpkin Manor, Episode 4, Night 3. Written, produced, recorded and edited by Matt Sanders and Kevin Shorts. Promotional material by Laurie Stone. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to give us a like, subscribe and review wherever you heard us. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. Join us again in a fortnight for a whole brand new story. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.